Hey there, I'm Daphna Chazen, and this is the Down to Earth PCOS Nutrition Podcast. On the show, we talk about managing PCOS using proven strategies, ditching diets for good, and balancing hormones naturally. Let's get to it. a PCOS dietitian is bust myths and talk about the misconceptions and the misinformation that's out there about the condition and how to manage it specifically from a food standpoint. And gluten is definitely up there as far as one of the biggest myths with PCOS. And unless you've been living under a rock since your diagnosis, I'm sure you've heard that for PCOS, you need to eliminate gluten. And I talk about this a lot, again, even though I don't love doing it because it's important. And the reason I don't love doing it, I just want to clarify, is that it just shows how much misinformation and how much bad advice is out there that is really not based in science and not truly credible. And a lot of women, unfortunately, go down the path of eliminating gluten and being on very restrictive diets, and they either don't see results or they tell me, I don't know if it's working or not. Well, if it's not showing you real results soon, it's likely not working. So that's one thing that's important to understand. If you're cutting out gluten and you can tell the difference, then it's not working. Or they're seeing results and they're actually not realizing that they have kept eating gluten in all kinds of hidden sources. And when they start losing weight or feeling less bloated, they attribute that to the elimination of gluten. And meanwhile, they're not realizing you're actually still eating gluten and what you're experiencing has nothing to do with it. The improvements are probably due to something else. And I had a client recently who was eating sourdough bread and other types of bread that she thought were not gluten containing, and they were, and she started feeling better. And so this is just proof that even when you eat gluten, you can absolutely improve your symptoms. Gluten in most cases has nothing to do with inflammation or with your PCOS issues. And so today I'm going to talk about the seven reasons to keep eating gluten. We're going to bust this myth as best as we can. I'm going to share seven reasons to keep eating gluten and enjoy the real deal when it comes to bagels, pasta, baked goods, and all other gluten-containing foods. You really don't need to eliminate them. So let's kind of set the record straight on this one. And before we go any further, I just want to explain what gluten is because we hear about it, but a lot of people don't actually realize what it is. Gluten is a protein that's found in wheat, rye, and barley. That's all it is. It's a part of the grain and it helps the structure of the grain. It kind of acts like a binder. Okay. So that's why sometimes when we see higher gluten flours. For those of you who bake at home or make pizza dough, there are high gluten flours that help the dough be more stretchy and have kind of more of a starchy outcome when it comes to doughs. And gluten does that. That's all it does. Okay. So it is really a protein and certainly people around the world who have celiac disease or they are sensitive to gluten, most people with PCOS are not. And it really has nothing to do specifically with PCOS, meaning you could have celiac disease and PCOS, but really, you know, many times the association between PCOS and gluten is as if like the condition itself is what causes the gluten sensitivity, and that is not the case. So someone could have celiac and PCOS, and someone could also have celiac without PCOS, and, you know, it's not something that is associated. The two things if they happen, they happen together 
generally without any correlation. Now, there is a correlation between PCOS and other autoimmune conditions. And so maybe we'll dive into that on another episode. But again, from my experience and knowledge, the association between PCOS and gluten is not a real issue. Now, what I hope is that you'll leave today's episode feeling more educated and confident about this topic of gluten and PCOS, and hopefully it will reduce some of the anxiety around food and most importantly, help you spot misinformation online and pretty much everywhere else. So you can scroll on by and maybe even educate other people about what's real and what's fiction. Okay, so let's start with Reason number one that I think you should be eating gluten and continuing to do so. There's really lack of evidence for gluten sensitivity, like I said, with PCOS. So we don't really have any compelling scientific evidence to suggest that most people with PCOS have a gluten sensitivity and that removing the gluten from the diet will improve the symptoms. So again, the exceptions may include those with celiac disease or non-celiac gluten sensitivity, but that requires separate medical evaluation. Okay, so it's really not a PCOS thing. And again, if you've eliminated gluten and confirmed that your symptoms like bloating or rashes or stomach pain is absolutely going away when you eliminate the gluten and you can see that it comes back as soon as you eat something with gluten, maybe you do have an issue. So it's always a good idea to give it a shot. But I can tell you that the vast majority of women that I speak to are doing it and not seeing any meaningful change. Okay, so if you have a sensitivity to gluten, it will likely have happened regardless of PCOS. And so we want to make sure that we do the right testing to, you know, and there could be a blood test as well as a biopsy that's done to see if you have a reaction, an immune reaction to gluten specifically, and your doctor can offer that. But if you want to kind of do it on your own and do your your mini experiment at home by yourself, you can do that. Just eliminate gluten for two, three, four weeks and see what happens. And then you can decide if it's really an issue for you. And again, if you're not seeing changes, if you can't tell if it's working, then it's likely not working. So reason number one is we don't have evidence. So let's keep eating it until we get that evidence. And again, do your own experiment and see what works for you. Number two is eating gluten is important on a nutrition level, meaning most gluten-free products do not contain good nutrition, okay? So, of course, quality makes all the difference. And so, of course, there are gluten-containing breads and pastas and baked goods that don't have good quality nutrition in them. But when we look at things like sourdough bread or sprouted bread or grains like barley, they are rich in fiber, iron, B vitamin, and fiber is so important for PCOS. So if for no other reasons, you want to get that nutrition, you really do need the fiber. And this is one big reason to continue eating gluten because when you eliminate these foods from the diet without carefully substituting them, it can lead to deficiencies. And most people are just not aware of what they should be looking for in a gluten-free product. So they end up making substitutions that are void of nutrition and very refined. And so if you're swapping out a bread, a sprouted bread or a sourdough bread with bread that's made from potato starch, that is void of nutrition. That has very low quality nutrition, no fiber, no vitamins. It's extremely processed and refined. And so unless you know exactly how to swap out your gluten products for non-gluten containing products, you're likely 
over time are going to develop certain deficiencies, not to mention, and that leads me to the next point, there's going to be a negative impact on your gut health. So gluten containing products really help maintain a healthy gut. Okay. So many studies show that gluten products that contain a good amount of fiber are important in increasing the amount of beneficial gut bacteria. It helps not only the amount of gut bacteria to thrive, the good bacteria, to the probiotics, but it also increases the variety of them. And we know that is very important, not only for your overall health, but for your immune system and for the regulation of hormones and reduction of inflammation. So we want a thriving gut population of good bacteria. We want a variety, different strains, and have them thrive in large amounts. And when you limit gluten without reason, you may disturb this balance. Your gut may not adjust and the good bacteria may not be able to thrive because they're not getting the right amount of fiber and the variety of fiber sources that they need in order to stay alive. And so in order to keep your gut healthy, I would say keep on eating gluten, focus on high fiber foods, and those typically will have more nutrition in them, more iron, more B vitamin and other things, folate that you absolutely need, especially if you're in childbearing age. Reason number four to keep eating gluten is that gluten actually doesn't impact insulin resistance the way that you think. So it can be helpful for insulin resistance. It's a common misconception that people have cut out gluten will have better improvements in their insulin levels. But actually, there's no specific impact of gluten on insulin or blood sugar, okay? What sometimes can happen is that by cutting out the gluten, people naturally cut out bread and pasta and snacks and muffins and sugary foods like cakes and cookies, and then their insulin resistance is improved because they're taking in less added sugar and less carbohydrates. But the gluten in and of itself is not the make or break factor here. It does not impact blood sugar at all, okay? And the reason I wanted to tell you that gluten is a protein, this ties right back into here. A protein does not raise your blood sugar. The most impactful thing for your blood sugar is carbohydrates. And so gluten in and of itself does not impact your blood sugar and the perfect example of this, I think if you need like a little specific example here to really understand this, is that if someone were to replace gluten foods with, for example, say they replaced their pasta with rice or mashed potatoes, both of those foods are gluten-free, right? Rice and mashed potatoes are naturally gluten-free, but they're fairly high in terms of their glycemic load, meaning they raise blood sugar pretty quickly, especially rice. So they're not doing the insulin resistance any favors by replacing pasta or replacing barley or replacing another type of bread that has gluten with rice. Okay. So in this case, this is the perfect example that eliminating gluten is certainly not a guarantee for better blood sugar balance and for lowering your insulin resistance. Okay. So it's all about the carb content, the carb quality, but not specifically the gluten, which is only a small part of the plant. It's just a protein. Okay. So that's reason number four. Reason number five to keep eating gluten is that it's highly unsustainable to eliminate gluten for life. I always tell people when you start anything new, when you think of eliminating something, think about yourself in five years. Can you still see yourself living without that thing? It's 
no, no help to anyone and makes no sense to eliminate something for two months, three months, see a little less weight or see yourself, you know, less bloated. And again, you can absolutely do that while eating gluten. It's not a guarantee for that. But what about in five years from now? You know, PCOS is a lifelong condition. You want to be managing it in something that's with something that's very sustainable. And a strict gluten-free diet can really impact your quality of life. And I'm going to say happiness too, because it can mean that you're more limited in how you socialize, right? When you go out, you have to worry about gluten. Does it contain gluten? What do I have to eat? It may mean that you're cooking separate meals for yourself. It may mean that you're worrying about things like vacations or finding the right food options for yourself outside the house. And I think that over time, and I've seen it happen, it can really lead to feelings of restriction and social isolation and resentment and just feeling very defeated and tired of trying to manage this condition with all of these restrictions. So this obviously can have a negative impact on your overall well-being and quality of life. And over time, it can promote disordered eating and anxiety around food. So PCOS is stressful enough as it is. Navigating it is not easy. I really believe that the less food rules you follow, the less restrictions you put upon yourself as far as what you can eat, the more likely you are to succeed in managing the condition, especially if it means more food freedom, less restriction, maintaining a healthy relationship with food, and not a relationship that's based in fear and anxiety. Okay, this is often what we see with gluten-free diets. Not to mention when someone goes gluten-free, they're often given a list of other foods to eliminate like soy and coffee and dairy. And you're left with kind of like a plate of air. Like there's nothing left to eat, let alone when you go out or go on vacation. So I don't know about you, but I don't want to go on vacation and feel stressed. I want to relax. I want to have food freedom. I want to learn how to manage my nutrition in a way that makes sense and I can actually stick with. Like it helps nobody when you're given a list and your options are so limited that it's not doable. It's not realistic in your own life. Okay. That is really the worst. You have to wake up every day and nourish yourself and, you know, taking care of your health is not the only thing that you do. We all have full lives and other things to do. This shouldn't become a burden on you. I really, really believe that. And this is exactly what I teach inside my programs, how to relieve the burden of eating for PCOS. It's something you shouldn't have to think about a lot. You should learn how to do it, practice it, get good about it, really master it. And then you can move on and it just becomes ingrained in you. It becomes a habit. It becomes just who you are. That is the beauty of it. When it becomes what you do and who you are, you don't think about it. It's not as anxiety producing. You actually feel relief and freedom and your quality of life is going to be so much better. And so reason number five, it's highly unsustainable to eat gluten-free for the rest of your life. I recommend that you learn how to do it the right way and not get caught up in these little restrictions and food rules that really make no sense. Reason number six is also related to just life, and that is cost and access, okay? It is much easier and much cheaper to continue eating gluten, and when you're thinking about your access to food and how easily you can find foods, gluten-free diets can absolutely be hard to sustain just from the perspective of getting the food and finding the right products and paying for them. Gluten-free diets are very expensive, and 
again, this may add an additional financial burden to those who already are dealing with the cost of, you know, managing the condition, whatever other costs you have, whether it's supplements or medications or doctor visits or all of those things, we don't need the added cost and the difficulty of getting those gluten-free foods. Okay. So there's just a little point there that's food for thought. And then number seven, this is probably my favorite. So I left it for the end. And that is there is proof that you can see amazing results without it. And there's plenty of proof. I've worked with thousands of women over the past 10 years, and I can maybe count two or three who were really sensitive to gluten and had to eliminate it. The vast majority of women, and especially the ones who have seen really incredible results, have eaten gluten daily, sometimes in every meal throughout their day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So whether it's weight loss, restoring a natural cycle, having tons of energy, feeling less stressed around food, more comfortable in their body because they're no longer bloated, exhausted, and irritable. All of these women have been able to do it with gluten and you can absolutely do the same. So this is probably the biggest reason to keep eating it. Look around you, come on over to my Instagram, come on over into my programs and see women thriving while eating gluten and not even thinking twice about it, okay? People are getting their periods like clockwork. They are losing weight for the first time in their life. They have tons of energy. They have no cravings or brain fog and they're just feeling fabulous. And gluten is part of their day and they're happy about that, okay? So I think this is the biggest reason when there's proof all around you, you know it's possible. And there's nothing special about these women. They're incredible, amazing human beings, but they're not special. You can absolutely do the same. You have what it takes to manage the condition successfully. You may just need a little help and guidance, okay? So I hope you're letting out a big sigh of relief that you do not have to eliminate gluten. And please, Be extra careful with the type of information that you consume online and on social media. Not all of it is credible. I'm going to say most of it is garbage. And a lot of it is coming from people who don't fully understand PCOS. Yes, they may have had their own experience, but they're not medical professionals. They certainly don't know you. And what worked for them doesn't mean that it's the end-all be-all of nutrition for PCOS. It's just what worked for them. Okay. So take everything with a grain of salt, come on over to Instagram and hang out with me if you're not already doing that. And that's it. I hope the seven reasons gave you some food for thought, pun totally intended, and that you're going to enjoy some gluten today without fear or stress and just kind of feel like it's a big sigh of relief. And this information is something that maybe you needed to hear today. So I'm glad that you're here. All right. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you again next time. Bye.